episode three. So today's episode is going to be a little bit scattered and I haven't decided what to call it yet. We'll see. Hopefully by the end I'll be able to narrow that down. But I have lots of thoughts. I'm trying to condense and make better formatting for the podcast, but um, I know I had the episode one was about the goals for this podcast. This one is kind of a part two of that because I want to better articulate where I'm going with this because it really doesn't have a super focused point to it. It's just Joy's thoughts and the things that I'm learning about and questions that I have. It's mostly just questions. So another part two is self-reflection. There is something I'm doing within this episode that will be an assignment from my therapist, but that's a secret for me to know and you to find out. Maybe. I've been thinking a lot about podcast ideas. Um, I would love to have guests on the show. I know I'm not a big show by a long shot. Again, it's just Joy's thoughts and questions. But I would love to have some friends to just practice interviewing people and having that resource for me and for them. So I'd love to be able to have that opportunity. Um, and obviously I've started a couple of those conversations, but I want to have my podcast more professional and official before I would actually begin that process. So yeah, that's the first thing, is that I'm hoping eventually to do interviews on this podcast. But today, I'm just here with my tea. I got my window open, and I wrote down concepts that I'm working through and that I might want to talk about further. But again, this is just goal setting, working through concepts and questions. Yeah, so first, wanted to talk about having guests. Hopefully, people will be willing. And that would obviously be more structured conversation, not just Joy talking about her thoughts. I would prepare things in advance, all that good stuff. But besides having guests on the podcast, the first point that I really wanted to make today as a concept um, and an idea is that with this podcast, I'm really putting fluctuation of my ideas and concepts out into the world. Most of the things that I want to talk about, I don't have super solid opinions on. And there are things that I know about myself that I feel comfortable being rooted in. But most of the time, I am very open to change. So if I am talking about anything in this podcast and you're like, hmm, Joy, I think I have something to say about that. Or, oh, you might not be so, maybe you haven't thought of this. Or, mm, that doesn't seem quite correct to me. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know me personally at this point, so just message me on whatever platform you have me as a friend on, and we can start that conversation. Yeah, because I'm just putting things, fluctuating ideas and concepts out into the world, I'm very um, glad to listen to your thoughts as well, because you're listening to mine. <laughs> um, yes, I'm very willing to change my mind most of the time, so, and even if I'm not willing to change my mind, I'm willing to listen, so... Let's get that conversation going and just, yeah, I want to be putting things out into the world with confidence, but also with humility. Uh, so that's where that perspective comes from, that I'm not willing to die on every single mountain. So let's have conversations. All right. One of the really interesting things I've been thinking about 
now that the idea of change and fluctuation and openness is hopefully established well, one of the things I've really been thinking about is how we kind of sever parts of ourselves or have parts of ourselves taken away from us. Um, and how can these things be restored? And I know this is pretty abstract, which is going to be most of the things, concepts and questions that I have here in this episode and in many more. But this is me working towards more solid ideas. So yeah, that's one thing I'm thinking about. Another thing is about self-doubt. Right before I started recording this podcast, I was really feeling hesitant, which I didn't expect because usually the nerves come when I'm about to post an episode, not when I'm about to record. Normally I don't have nerves there, not that I've been doing this for super long. But I want to look at how self-doubt plays into my life. And I think I've always discounted the influence that I have. And one of the things to me about coming into young adulthood and really taking responsibility is acknowledging the influence I do have. And I know the word influence kind of is negatively affected or has been negatively altered by our understanding of like influencers and very shallow concepts of socializing and consumerism. So when I say influence, that's not really what I mean. More about within the communities that we inhabit in real life. And obviously online community can be beautiful and good and wonderful and beneficial. But, you know, more so about the communities that we have in person, in our lives, jobs, faith communities, hobbies, where we live, school, volunteering. Um, I just, you know, I want to ask myself, like, how am I discounting my capacity for the influence that I have on others? Not to sound cheesy, but the influence that I have on myself. And I think part of acknowledging privilege, and I know that's a tricky word for some people, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's something I care about, something I want to seriously reflect on and allow that reflection to impact how I act. Um, but obviously privilege is a whole other conversation, I think, than influence. I think there's, there's a difference there. But um, looking at the influence that we have in our communities, I think I've often just thought of myself as not having an impact on other people. And I think that can be very irresponsible. It comes from a place of self-hatred, but it really rejects any sort of ownership in community of actions and words. I think it's important to take ourselves seriously, which I know there's always a don't take yourself too seriously in the sense of like, have a good sense of humor, be humble. But I think there's a way to take yourself seriously without being self-hating and without being hard on yourself. And that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm working towards. So I want to acknowledge my influence. Um, and further than that, acknowledge privilege and work 
with those in ways that are uh, appropriate, respectively. I'm just acknowledging my capacity for doing good in the world. It's another thing about acknowledging influence is that once we begin to look at ourselves as agents of change in our communities, we're actually going to be able to do a lot of good. And that's obviously coming from this perspective of working with self-hatred and self-doubt that would hinder action. Um, obviously, if someone is struggling with codependency and they are acting outside of what's their influence, that's going to be a different conversation. That's going to be working on finding rest. But I'm prone to reserve and to rest. So looking at myself as having capacity for good involves acting in new ways. So that is another thought that I have. So we've been through having guests on the show, how I want to have change, and I'm open to listening about influence. And yeah, I mentioned too, what are the parts of ourselves that we want restored? I guess one of the things I would like to build in myself is taking myself seriously. So that's an exciting thing. Another big concept that I've been working on in the past few years that I kind of wanted to talk about um, that's related to something I'm learning recently is on thinking in gray, not just black and white, because growing up, I was super, super black and white thinker. I had so little room for nuance. Things were right or they were wrong, good or bad. Uh, and it took me until the past like two years to be able to break out of that. And once I realized that I had, after a lot of work, I was, it was just like opening a door to a new thing. I know that sounds so cheesy, but opening a door to so many new possibilities and ways of thinking. And I've been able recently to find a lot of peace in the gray of life. And I guess it sounds, again, it sounds so cheesy, but obviously, if you're listening this far, you know I am just a giant cheese ball, but I mean it genuinely. So finding peace in the gray is possible. I wish I could go back and tell my younger self that I would be able to accomplish that because I remember feeling so stuck, but it's possible. And I don't think it's because I'm so awesome or anything. I just was able to work and I had to wait until I was ready and I had so many people pouring into me. So I don't pretend like it's a pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing, but you can put in work and you can wait. Also, when it comes to thinking in gray, I think about storytelling and it's another thing that I'm learning a lot about recently. The importance of storytelling and having a unified narrative, or at least acknowledging where there's fractures in our narrative in order to have them healed. So in our narrative of our life, the narrative we tell ourselves every day, the narrative we tell ourselves about the past, about the present, about the future, um, I think thinking in gray involves allowing grief because grief is uncomfortable a lot of the time all of the time actually for most people again it's so funny that I'm trying to speak in a nuanced way 
when I'm talking about thinking in gray. I have to see the humor in that. But yes, I think when it comes to storytelling, looking at the narratives that we've told ourselves in the past that may have hindered how we viewed our influence or caused fractures in how we viewed ourselves or the world. I think processing grief is the first way to move into new parts of our story and see the future with hope. And something else that involves grief. So obviously right now the world is coping with COVID. That's a big thing. We're all in social isolation. And I think a part of grief is also communal identity. <laughs> Moving into my next point. Having awareness of the identity that we share as communities. Also very willingly participating. I think that kind of goes back to influence. Allowing others to influence us when it's healthy. Feeling grief when things are unhealthy willing to make change, just very much caring for each other. I think we've seen a lot of good in the world since COVID, just human goodness in response to suffering. That's very, very painful. So working on my own storytelling involves working on a communal identity. Obviously, I'm from America, and I've always felt a very strong sense of personal identity and individualism and there are strengths to that for sure but I believe those that can be married and married to and altered by an identity in small and large communities so I warned you at the beginning that this was going to be very conceptual so continuing with my thoughts and questions one of the things I would really love to talk about on the podcast and formulate better thoughts about, I'm probably going to have to script podcast episodes at some point, but for right now it's just practicing public speaking, question mark, question mark. Also, it's so funny that I speak the way that I type, but anyhow, one of the things I'd really love to talk about is concepts of inclusion and exclusion as it relates to, it kind of relates to how we operate in community. How do we think about including others? What is our understanding of what it means to exclude? And that also leads into my other, another thought is um, what does it look like to live in limitation as people? I, some of us are more prone to being very frustrated and just resigning ourselves to our limitations and being discouraged by that. And then there's the people who will just fight their human limitations, whether it be physically, relationally, emotionally. If they can feel themselves reaching their limit, they will not accept it. So whether that's discouraged acceptance or denial or peace, finding living in gray, um, living in limitation and acknowledging influence there, I think is so interesting. And I think exclusion relates to living in limitation because none of us have the capacity to be friends with everyone. That's okay, but how do we best include people in community when it's in our power? How do we best relate to people who we may not have the opportunity to be very close to? 
Alright, another concept that I'm working through, thinking in gray, is health versus dysfunction. And obviously there's a spectrum there. Looking at what does certain behavior... One of the things I've been thinking about is that I think if you have behavior A, for example, for some people, drinking. Drinking X amount of alcoholic drinks. They may just be having fun with their friends. They may be in a really great place in their life, in their career, in their relationships. And that might not be a struggle for them, but that same amount of, say, alcohol could come from a place of suffering or dysfunction or pain for another person. So the same action can carry two different connotations, I think. And then also there's behaviors that are just inherently negative and acknowledging those as dysfunctional. I think it's very important being honest with ourselves. Oh yes, that's another. Dishonesty with ourselves is another thought that I have that kind of relates to health and dysfunction. What are we not telling ourselves about our life, about our relationships? What are things that we don't want to admit? Obviously, that's very, very difficult, and I would link that back to good community, healthy community. If there's things you're not being honest with yourself about, talk in your community about it. You don't have to work through that alone. It's important to have good support. Having gentle timing with yourself, I think... Honesty doesn't have to be overly harsh. There are times it has to be in life, but brutality doesn't need to be a constant with others or ourselves. Um, it's a tool that I think should be used pretty rarely. Yeah, harshness is, is meant in response to harshness or very, very difficult situations. So be honest with yourself, have good timing with yourself. And another thing I think about is, oh yeah, that I had a really hard time being honest with myself for a very long time because I was so self-hating. And while I knew it, I would not admit it to myself, which is just so weird. I would and I wouldn't. Even if you say things out loud sometimes, uh, you could still not really believe it or not fully accept it. There's nuance there. There's complexity there. I'm not articulating exactly what I'm thinking very well. Um... And in all of this, I, don't, I think it's really important not to idealize other people because I think that there is peace and love and relationship to be found in honesty with ourselves and honesty with each other, looking at ourselves and our community's flaws, not just blindly accepting dysfunctional things, but allowing space for growth and change. I have so many other things I want to talk about in this podcast, like how we process information in the modern age and how prone we are to just regurgitating ideas that we've read on the internet and accepting them without thinking. And what I call hope that's sober. I love the concept of hope. I love the reality of hope that can be lived in. I want to talk about youth energy and wisdom over 40. I want to talk about patterns and the ability to change. Those are my thoughts for today. 
thanks for listening. I know this is incredibly scattered. I doubt that anybody's going to make it to the end of this. And I don't say that in a negative way. It's just very scattered. Hopefully I'll be able to talk about these things in the future. Each maybe de- dedicating an episode to a handful of these topics, two or three. And looking back and seeing like how far I've come. I guess that's why I call this a capsule of joy. Because it's a small bit of my thoughts and my ideas. And also it is meant for me to look back on. I love reflection. It gives me hope for the future. So thank you so much for listening to this scattered conceptual episode. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.